Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach, and today I am joined by me. No guests, and also, uh, as you may have noticed, I've been away for a week, so um, I don't want to skip another episode before I had a guest on, so I thought, you know what, maybe uh, it'd be worthwhile for my uh, listeners of the podcast just to get some insights from me instead. I think with lockdown having eased in the UK now, a lot of people are now uh, having opportunity to get out, socialise a little bit more, and having a lot less time in their hands. So uh, for that reason, some of the guests I do have lined up are um, unfortunately you know, not able to give them their time of me as freely as they may have been able to before. However, I do have guests lined up, so plenty of interviews in the bag. So do expect to have more episodes of the Second Success Podcast with some amazing insights from entrepreneurs, business people, and people who have succeeded in life multiple times to provide their insights on how they've been able to do what it is they do. So this week, I've pretty much taken a break, actually. I took a break from social media, not posting as much, and... um, I think it was getting a little bit overwhelming just to have to keep doing things. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take a bit of a break. It was also probably another reason why I didn't push to get some um, interviews with guests for the podcast. I thought, you know what, I need a break sometimes too. So uh, and that's what I did. However, it has been a busy week. Uh, Yesterday was cool. I uh, ran a masterclass for the Yen Society. Now, you may remember back if you're an avid listener of the Second Success podcast, episode 14, I had Nathan Kidder, an amazing entrepreneur. He's achieved a lot in life and what he's doing now is giving back and he's giving back through the Yen Society, the Young Entrepreneurs Network Society. And what he's doing, he's offering these free masterclasses from experts and, you know, thankfully he's invited me to be one of those. Uh, Masterclasses in all sorts of things and uh, I was fortunate to be able to deliver the first one. And it was on uh, building a resilient mindset for success. And it's good to say that it was well attended. Uh, The audience were really engaged and they took some real value from it. So I'm really looking forward to hearing back some of the feedback. I mean, I've heard some back and it was very positive. And um, I'm looking forward to doing more of them with uh, Nathan in the future. I guess the key message to have come out of that workshop was, uh, I mean, it was about resilience, but a lot of people set on this entrepreneurial journey, you know, they want to run their own businesses. Um, They always think about, you know, what product do they need to sell or what service? Do they need premises? What is it that they need to do? The one thing that nobody really thinks about is the resilience that you need to keep going. I mean, I, I come across a lot of people, especially in my line of work, where I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, people who run run their businesses and... Um, If they don't have their purpose nailed, if they don't know why they're doing something, it's very easy to give up when those first challenges start to hit. You know, when something becomes a little bit unsurmountable, they give up quite easily. But that's where resilience comes in. And um, I gave the opportunity, had the opportunity, let's say, to provide the, the attendees of the masterclass yesterday to, you know, understand what resilience is, how you can develop resilience through developing a growth mindset. And the various tactics you can use in terms of uh, mindfulness and wellness, etc. So, you know, I wanted to use this opportunity to maybe cover some of that stuff that I talked about yesterday. First off, mindset. It's a person's way of thinking and their opinions, which is pretty much determined by their upbringing, through their family, their education, their peers, their friends. And actually, as it continues on into later life, too, you know, with the environments that they keep, whether it's at work uh, or social circles and family, too. Um, However... Uh, Professor Carol Dweck of Stanford University did a lot of work back in the 90s, etc. And um, 
In 2006, she published a book called Mindset, and in it she described her work, and essentially people fall into two categories. Those of a fixed mindset, where they think they have an innate ability, a natural talent, which can't really be improved. You know, what you have is what you get as such and and you can't really work any harder to improve it and those with a growth mindset that realize that you know what there is no limit if you want to be better you can become better you take on feedback you you really realize what it is that you need to do better next time to keep on improving so admittedly there's no single person that's either fixed mindset or growth mindset we tend to seesaw between the two Um, however The more growth mindset orientated you are, what we find is the more resilient you can be towards challenges that you face. And ways to grow your mindset? The one that I talked about is viewing challenges as opportunities. And I love this quote by Richard Branson. If someone offers you an amazing opportunity and you're not sure you can do it, say yes, then learn how to do it later. Too often we're we're fearful that we're going to fail or we're fearful of what others will think if we don't go on and achieve what it is that we want. But realistically, it's just saying yes to something. Too often we say no because we don't think we can do it. But you know what? The next time somebody offers you an opportunity and you feel scared or you feel nervous, use that as a signal to just say yes. Just do it. And Nike's slogan is probably the best slogan there is. Just do it. And sometimes that's what I always say. Take action, do it and figure it out on the way. A second way to develop a growth mindset uh, is to replace the word failing with the word learning. I love what Elon Musk says. Failure is an option here. If things are not failing, you are not innovating enough. I always say to uh, people that failure is not the opposite of success. In fact, failure is the stepping stones to success. And fail in itself is an acronym for first attempt in learning. All we see failure is as a learning aid. It's, it's just a way that you figured out how not to do something. And a third way to develop your growth mindset, value the process over the end result. One of my uh, sporting heroes is Michael Jordan, professional basketball player from back in the day. He says, I've always believed that if you put in the work, the results will come. And it's so true. It's about practice. It's about consistency. It's about, you know what, giving it a go and keep doing it, knowing that actually if you keep doing it and have those daily habits and those daily practices, you will get better. I mean, we've had so many famous failures who they didn't have a growth mindset, wouldn't have gone on to achieve what they did. I mean, just look at, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Abraham Lincoln, J.K. Rowling, people who were just, you know, did not have the opportunities, were just stunted or stalled in their progress. But eventually, you know, knocked on doors, didn't say no, kept going and went on to achieve great things. So going back, three ways to develop your growth mindset are to view challenges as opportunities, replace the word failing with the word learning, and value the process over the end result. But in terms of developing a growth mindset, I always think that, you know, you can can have a fixed mindset, you can have a growth mindset, but you get these other people like your Zuckerbergs and your Musks who really go on and achieve great things. And this is about that further growth, you know, real mental shift. And I remember an article from Benjamin Hardy back in 2017 I read. It was called The Two Mental Shifts Highly Successful People Make. And it was based on the uh, book by Steve Covey, uh, The Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effectual People. And he distilled it to these core components. Uh, The first one, 10x thinking. The second, delegation. The third, collaboration and synergy. And the four, rest and recovery. Going back to the first one, 10x thinking, uh, Peter Thiel, the co-founder of PayPal, said, if you have a 10-year plan of how to get somewhere, you should ask yourself, why can't you do this in six months? 
too often we blame the lack of resources uh, for not being able to do things. But I always say, and this is something paraphrased from Tony Robbins, is it's not the lack of resources, but the lack of your resourcefulness that stops you in your path. So really, really figure out what it is that you want to be able to achieve. And don't look to how others have done it. Break it down to into its simplest blocks and figure out different ways of doing something. Become, become innovative and become creative to accelerate your growth. Secondly, delegation. Steve Jobs says that you know great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. And it's so true. Something that I learned um, myself when I started out. You can achieve so much on your own, but when you start delegating some tasks out, it frees up your time to do the things that are important for you to accelerate your business. And this is key for all those that I work with. I say to them, look, don't wait till later. If there are things that you can delegate off now, do it now. Do it, do it when you need to do it. And when you're you know, desperate for it, start at the beginning because then it will be easier as you grow. In terms of collaboration and synergy, I love this quote from Dr. Ron L. Kluby, another guest of mine who I was fortunate to have on the Second Success podcast. She says, remember, don't let the pressures of doing business get in the way of what business is truly about, building relationships with people. And that is so true. Too often as an entrepreneur, you can become siloed. You could be in your own head, sitting at home, wherever you are, just working away at your own. But actually, it's those relationships you build. You know, your network is your net worth. Leverage your network. Meet, Go out, meet the people, especially now as things are opening up. Uh, use the opportunity to be getting out. You know, you can still be calling, still be doing the Zoom calls, but get out, meet people, be with people, because it's through discussions you can come up with creative ideas, innovative ideas that you can go on and build businesses from. And finally, rest and recovery. Cass Lazaro, the co-founder of Buddy Media, said, there are no awards given out for being the most exhausted. So true. I mean, you look at some of the most elite sports athletes, Roger Federer, for example, will sleep 12 to 16 hours a day to recuperate um, you know, and, and regrow his muscles. It's the same with mental muscle. Our brain needs rest and recovery. Science has shown that we need sleep to clear out the toxins out of our brains uh, during the night or when we sleep. So it's important that we are resting and recovering. But also, being able to rest isn't just about sleep, it's about switching off too. So using that time to be able to switch off from your electronic devices and just taking it easy. Rest, switch off, go out for a walk, um, take in nature, cook something. You know what? Sometimes even Netflixing and chilling can be uh, have its advantages. So, you know, you look at it, building resilience comes down to growing that mindset, having that purpose. You know, if you know your why, whatever challenges you get, you'll get through them. Building on your connections. If you've got a great team of people around you, a great network that will support you and mentor you, you will go on to do great things. And then wellness. Wellness comes down to various components. It will come down to resting recuperating, recovery, but also your diet is important, your physical well-being, so making sure you're exercising, getting enough oxygen into your cells, and also mindfulness, being able to pause. And so instead of being reactive in life, to be able to just sit back, pause, and allow life to come to you. And then that way you can be a lot more clearer in the decisions that you want to do. So as much as I said right at the beginning, say yes to a lot of opportunities, this will allow you to make sure that you're saying yes to the right opportunities, yes to the opportunities that are right for your strategy. We have the opportunity to talk about habit creation too. And as I uh, referenced Benjamin Hardy, I really enjoyed his book uh, a few years back called Willpower Doesn't Work. In the book, he did talk about uh, creating environments to be able to make the difficult decisions easy. 
my own example is, um, you know, I, I need to get up and work out in the morning. So my alarm is set for six o'clock. However, if I know I've got to hunt around for my gym kit or I've got to, you know, set up the Swiss ball and the weights and etc., it's tough. And do you know what? I tend to give up and just go back to sleep. So what I tend to do now is the night before prepare everything. I've got my gym kit out, my trainers out, my Swiss ball is out, my mat is out, my weights are out, resistant bands are out. I've got no excuse in the morning to not get up and do that workout. So I don't rely on willpower anymore. I create the environment. And that's key with everything. I remember when I went through my weight loss journey, I'm the one who does all the food shopping. So therefore, I made sure that our environment at home didn't allow us to eat junk food. So we never we stopped ordering in fizzy drinks, crisps, sweets, chocolates, cakes, uh, and stuck to fruits, nuts, and healthy foods instead. That doesn't mean I don't go around searching every cupboard in the kitchen for some junk food, but guess what? Because I've created the right environment, it's not there. So even though my willpower gives in and I go hunting for good, you know, junk food, thankfully my environment helps me and I'm not uh, falling by the wayside when it comes to uh, eating healthily. And another great book on um, habit creation that came out around the same time as Willpower Doesn't Work is uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits, a very successful book, uh, well worth reading if you're looking to create habits. And a key thing about habits is sometimes and quite often we want to get rid of bad habits and uh, it's not about stopping bad habits, it's about replacing them with better habits. So it's understanding what is it that you want to remove, but rather than just stopping it and quitting, what are you going to replace it with? Something key to remember. And I guess it's this habit creation that's uh, helped me so much in the past three months or so in my own weight loss journey. I mean, earlier this year, uh, you know, due to COVID, due to being at home, you know, what? Uh, as much as many people, uh, you know, I'd put on a fair bit of weight. Probably I'd gotten to the heaviest I've been in a very long time, in a number of years, to be honest, probably since going back to 2014, I would say. And... Um, I really needed to do something about it. So thankfully, met a great individual who's helped me on this journey. And again, this is coming back to that collaboration and synergy, having the right people around you to help you. You know, he put me on a plan, suggested and recommended the diet I should be doing. And therefore, I created the environment. I bought in the right foodstuffs. I brought the, you know, bought the resistance bands. I bought the kit that I needed, created the environment that I needed to be able to exercise, to be able to eat well. And, you know, I'm thankfully, uh, I can say I've lost nearly 14 kilos since February. I'm still not where I want to be. Uh, it just shows how heavy I probably did get. But weight wise, I'm probably OK. But it's the body fat I want to reduce. You know, I was really obese at, well, that's what the scales were saying at 29% body fat. I'm down to around 21, but you know, the aim is to get it a lot lower, maybe to around 15. So the journey's still going. Um, however, it, it's helped because I've had that support. I've had the person and the people around me to help me. I've created the environments. I've created the good habits. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't fall off every so often, but there's one thing that James Clear always says, and that's one thing I like, never miss two days. You know, it's okay to miss one day of something, but when it comes to habits, never miss two days. So for me, that's something I've definitely uh, keep to heart you know if, if I'm really tired one day and I really can't do something or you know I've, I can't do a certain exercise routine the one thing I will do is okay skip it but catch up 
but always getting the steps in. There's no excuses for not walking. And when we had terrible rain a week ago, you know, yes, I was walking around the house for about an hour just to get those steps in. But it was something, you know, sticking my um, pods, listening to a podcast, uh, listening to music as I would walk around the house. I mean, the dog would look on strangely, to be honest, as I was walking around the dining room. He just didn't know what was going on. So uh, thankfully he didn't chase me around. So that was good. And I think what's made it, I'm not going to say easy, but probably less difficult or challenging than most people would think it would have been is to remove choices. Um, Yes, I've been on a fairly strict diet of what I can eat. And even though I could have mixed it up, I pretty much keep everything consistently the same day in, day out. Because in that way, I don't need to think about anything. It's like Zuckerberg always wears the same clothes. Uh, I think the reasoning is that actually he doesn't want to use that brain capacity to have to choose what to wear. It's why waste your energy? So it's the same with me. If I don't need to know what to cook or do I need to mix things up, but actually just stick to something very simple and have it every day, I just stick to that process, knowing that at some point I'm going to have a treat. Uh, Don't like to call them cheat meals, but realistically to remove choices just to go on and do what it is that I want to do uh, and make it simple for myself. And that is what I think has really made it more effective and probably less challenging than most people would think it would be. So I must admit, I could probably go on and talk forever, actually. So many topics, but um, I wanted to keep this one short and sweet. However, I am going to leave you with a clip from a movie, Vision Quest from 1985, starring Matthew Modine. Uh, in it, he's a high school wrestler as such, and he wants to go on and achieve great things in life. So this short scene here is about, you know, counting those moments in life and uh, especially those that matter. I hope you enjoy it. I, I sure did. And next week, we will resume with normal programming with a guest. Take care. I was at the hotel. They uh, told me he took the night off. They were sick or something. Of course I took the night off, dummy. Isn't this the night you wrestle shoot? You took the night off for that? Yeah. Shave, got a haircut and everything. You never took a night off to see me wrestle before. I didn't dock you for that. Hey, kid, money ain't everything. You know, it's not that big a deal, Elmo. I mean, it's six lousy minutes on the mat, if that. You ever hear of Pele? Yeah, he's a uh, soccer player. Very famous soccer player. There's a room here one day. I'm watching a Mexican channel on TV. I don't know nothing about Pele. I'm watching what this guy can do with a, a ball on his feet. Next thing I know, he jumps up in the air and flips into a somersault and uh, kicks the ball in, upside down and backwards. The goddamn goalie never knew what the fuck hit him. <laughs> and Pele gets excited and he rips off his jersey and starts running around the stadium, waving it around over his head. Everybody's screaming in Spanish. I'm here sitting alone in my room. I start crying. Yeah, that's right, I start crying. Because another human being, a species which I happen to belong to, would kick a ball, lift himself. The rest of us sat as human beings up to a better place to be, if only for a minute.
Let me tell you, kid, it was pretty goddamn glorious. I hate the six minutes. It's what happens in that six minutes. Anyway, that's why I'm getting dressed up and giving up a night's pay for this function. Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, The Clear Coach.